Hey folks, Sean here. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about SaaS pricing, how to price your software effectively so that it works for you, works for your users, works for your customers. Now, the reason why I want to talk about this topic is because I'm seeing a lot more content lately that's talking about how the golden age of SaaS is over or whatever. Long story short, been in this game a long time. That message has come back probably at least once a year for the past 10 to 15 years. <laughs> so I don't think SaaS as an industry is really going to be going anywhere. Anything, we may see slight variations and changes. I'm fortunately, unfortunately old enough to have seen us go from centralized, from a computing perspective where all the resources left on a mainframe, we access them from terminals, which we now know today essentially as computers, but back then they were just monitors really, all the way to decentralized, which was when we had local software, we were running local operating systems, we had all of our own memory and hard drive space and all this kind of stuff, all the way back to centralized again, which means cloud computing for the most part. So long story short here is the industry has a tendency to kind of repeat history, but it's often a different variation of that, whatever you experienced before. So that stuff is normal. So I think this is all just part of a normal cycle and evolution when it comes to technology. There's always going to be changes. You and I are in this industry. We're probably pretty used to it by now. So first things first, nothing to panic about. Second thing I want to talk to you is managing SaaS pricing today, 2023. So most what was had been most common for decades, realistically, at this point is subscription pricing. You would pay a certain either fixed amount or something along those lines for access to the product for a period of time, usually monthly, sometimes annually, sometimes both. Whatever options you had available, that's probably still today the most common option for most software as a service products and businesses. I don't think that's going away, especially for the appropriate application. Let me explain what I mean by that. There are other variations on how you can design your SaaS business model, like pay-as-you-go pricing, for example. You can pay, but just when you need it. There's a lot of things out there in the wild that exist in that format, and many of which a structure like that might make a lot more sense. And I think we're seeing some of that, and I'm going to share some examples with you. So that's what I mean by what to potentially look out for in terms of how some of this might change and evolve over time. You don't always have to force a subscription just because that's how it's been done before. There are other options, other options that might be better for you, for your user, for your customer, and potentially even more lucrative because it's just, it makes more sense for that application. Now, there are reason why subscription is falling out of favor is there's been an overabundance and a kind of borderline abuse when it comes to leveraging that for various purposes. One of the most famous, or I should say infamous examples at this point of basically bastardizing that as a concept is the automotive manufacturer BMW started charging a subscription for features that were already built into the car, <laughs> like heated seats, for example. I wrote a topic about this a while back, and it was a pretty laughable concept even then before they launched it, and they launched it. And as you, as you might imagine or have predicted already, the results were to be expected. There was a lot of backlash. People outright rejected it. People stopped buying their cars because they tried to play these games. So 
Long story short, the manufacturer has since reversed that decision. Probably shouldn't have even tried it to begin with. That's a perfect example of where subscription clearly is totally inappropriate. And shame on you, BMW, for even trying something so stupid. Now, that is an example of, that's a bad example, right? And that's one of the reasons why people are experiencing this subs subscription fatigue, right? They don't want to have subscriptions for everything that oftentimes doesn't make sense, especially when your car already comes with set features. <laughs> One's pretty ridiculous. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, I have other products that I've consumed personally that use a pay-as-you-go model, which I happen to love. For example, I had a, we were doing something for childcare, and we wanted to run a quick like background check or something like that before we had hired some childcare. So found a service for it, signed up for it. And the way that their pricing model works is you give payment information, but you only pay for each one that you order. So it's really a pay as you go. And you can kind of just keep it there. If you need it again, order another one. At the end of the month, you'll be charged for what you used. So when I signed up for it, I assumed it was subscription. I was wrong about that. And when I had run one, I went to go cancel because I want to make sure I wasn't going to be charged for something I wasn't using. And they explained this to me. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a great way to do this. It's perfect. If that's the case, I could see myself using it at some point in the future. So I'm just going to keep it. But I don't need to worry about being charged for something I'm not using, right? Better application of that strategy. So all this is to say that this is normal in terms of the evolution that we always see in tech and software. And that you should look inwardly for in terms of your product to have a better understanding in terms of what model makes the most sense for you, your customers, and your users. Should you be leveraging a subscription model or should you be leveraging a pay-as-you-go model? There are great applications for both. It's just a matter of doing the research, figuring out what makes the most sense, what's going to be the most valuable and of interest to your users and your customers, and what's going to mean that you're able to design the product and the business that you want to have, uh, including levels of profitability, economic performance, and sustainability. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.